What's good, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talks with Des. Listen, can you believe that we are now on our sixth episode? Our sixth episode. But listen, before I go any further, I have to say this. So three minutes and 32 seconds of this podcast, I found out that my phone was connected to my car via Bluetooth. So I'm going to catch you guys up on everything. My dad came to the mic to join me on this episode and we talked about broken chains and things that he's done in his life and how he got from where he was to where he is now. And one of the main things we talked about was him going to jail for drug activity and him having a felony and basically the world saying no and him at the edge of giving up, but then asking God, you know, I need you, I've lost it all. And God saying, you didn't lose it all because you still have me and him changing his life around and then seeing the steps that he took to mold me and my siblings to be who we are today and and why we do the things that we do. And, you know, I'm so grateful for him. And also, as I sat and listened to him speak, I literally admire because had that have been me, I would have wanted to give up on the world and I probably would have given up on the world. But to see that he continued to keep his faith in God and hold his head up, that's a blessing by itself. And he's so wise. So the words that he was able to give me and the things that he say, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to have a father in your life to speak things over you and to support you. It's amazing to have family as a whole to support you. So I really hope that this episode blesses somebody out there that's on the verge of giving up or is probably in the same predicament as my father or even for someone who didn't grow up with a father, you know, and you just need that kind of push or whatever it was that he went through to help somebody else. So again, guys, I'm completely excited. And I always say that I'm excited because for God to give me this platform to be able to sit and listen to so many people share so many stories and so many, well, so many testimonies about their life and what God has done for them, what God is doing for them, what God brought them out of. I mean, it's, it's so amazing because nobody really knows how to function through life because there is no manual. There is no perfect way to be an adult. There's no perfect way to live life. But the best that we can do is to do the best that we can in the will of God by trusting God and having faith in everything that we do and involving God in everything we do. So again, y'all, like I said, I'm excited for everything that God is doing for me in my life currently. And most importantly, I'm excited for this episode because, you know, sitting down with my dad and having that conversation meant a lot to me. And I'm sure it meant a lot to him as well because we had a whole conversation before and after. But listen, y'all, I'm not going to talk y'all's heads off. Let's get straight into this episode. And you said it's the spiritual side that you have to work on. That is so deep. That is so deep. It, it always is. I mean, it, it's always, and, that, and that's what we don't do because, like I said, if you pinch yourself, that's the flesh, and that's what the world do. It's a constant pinch. I mean, the world is, is our Goliath. When are we going to be the David that we read about? Mm. I mean, you get what I'm saying? When are we going to say, okay, Goliath, I'm ready for you now? I mean, you see what I'm saying? I think that we're all born and applied with the sling 
we just haven't found that smooth stone. That's the way I, I, I look at life. You know, I look at life from the perspective of Job because Job was strong. Because, you know, the enemy went to God and said that I could take everything that this man has. And God said, okay. And he he did. And for that man to still love God, because there's times in my life where little things will happen, such as something as small as a nail in my tire or something small, and I'm ready to just give it all away. And I'm just like, and then I think to myself, Job didn't do that when he when the enemy took his son. Right. Job didn't do that when he messed up his land. Job didn't do that when his wife was about to leave him. Right. He still stayed faithful. So why am I about to give up on God or anything and turn back to my old ways because small things happen? Because Job didn't put himself in bondage. And that's what I said I did. Because God said you can't touch your heart. And your heart is the key to God. So only you going to harden your heart. Only you going to do that. And, and when you do that, things pass you by. You seem to think that you lose everything. But Job didn't. The, the, the world didn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. It was that connection. He never lost sight. He, he quoted, if, if my God gave me this, surely he'll give it again. And if not, he was grateful enough for having what he had. And because of that, hence the story. I mean, but that's the problem that we have. And in this day and time, I was told one time that every character in the Bible is a snapshot of all our lives. No, but seriously. You just have to apply it. I mean, and and you can. And that's what I do now. I I read the Bible different because I I try to, I, I really try to apply everything. And, and I read it in sections. I don't try to read so, so much no more because it ain't so, so much happening to me. So if I read this, I'll, I'll sit on it for a few days. And it might not be my life. It might be a snapshot of I've seen the man out there doing or something or somebody at work doing. I'll be like, oh, okay. Because like I said earlier, advice comes from anywhere. Mm-hmm. God uses everything. That's why he's who he is. I mean, he uses everything. I mean, you ask him, but do we acknowledge and accept what we ask for? I think those are the two things that we don't do, but we don't mind asking. We don't don't mind praying, praying. but do we praise him? That part. You know, I want to go back because you said that the stories in the Bible is a snapshot of everything that you go through. I'll never forget... My, y'all, my Uncle Bob, my dad's uncle, he's a bishop in Walnut Cove. And I remember he said to me, he said, you're going to run away from church. He was like, God, I've never, I, I can't remember word for word. But basically he was saying, you're going to run away from church, but you'll find your way back. And it was crazy because it reminded me of Jonah. Because I went through a period where it was like, I said to myself, why should I have to rely on God to do things in my life? I should be able to do things on my own. So I set out to do things on my, literally on my own. And I found out that it was one of the hardest things for me to do. And I found myself right back. So to know that what he said was true and it put me in the mind of Jonah, it was like Jonah tried to run away. And then the whole situation with the, with the well. And God was like, you know, what I have for you is for you. Yeah. You might not want this calling, but everything happens for the good. 
And that was one of the hardest things for me to understand because it was like, I'm going to be real. My freshman year, I enjoyed, li- I enjoyed drinking. I enjoyed smoking. I enjoyed doing everything. Every- it was like the world has so much to offer. But it was like that little high that you got or that moment of you being drunk, it was only temporary. But it's like when you love God and you had that unconditional love for God, it's forever. Now, you say that, and the other day, I was actually down there speaking to Bishop, and he said the same exact thing. He told me, and he said he would love to do this with you. And he told me one time, he said it was on a Wednesday, he said, I remember it like it was yesterday. He said it was on a Wednesday night when, when, when he received the Holy Ghost. And he said that, he, he thought, thought I was crazy. He said he thought that somebody rubbed the back of his neck. He said he looked at it. He said he looked back and with nobody behind it. He said every hair on his arm was standing up. And he said from being out there in the world versus that feeling, he said he never had that feeling. And he said that he runs to that feeling every day. And he said that his life, that he wake up every day thinking that this is it. This is the day that I'm going to see my God. And he said that's how he does what he does. He said that's the way he acts. That's what people see is that because every morning that he wakes up, he's thinking that this is the day. I mean, he's looking forward to that day. He says that I'm I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world no more. So he says the things that matter to a lot of people don't really matter to me no more because he's so close to God that it works. I mean, he, this man once told me he don't follow God because the Bible tells him so. He follows God because it works for him. Everything that he is. And this is somebody that I've seen grow up. That's so real. In, in Christ. I, I can actually say I've seen him grow in Christ because that's my uncle. I'll be 46 this year and I watched him transform to, into somebody that I can believe in if I believe in God because without frown of what he's going through, he puts a smile on and, and make your day joyful. That's an amazing feat in itself. Mm, that's a hard thing to do, too. It, it really is. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing how God works. And you also mentioned how God would speak to you. Like, for me, it's like, there'll be things that you talk to God about or just one person and other people will come to you and say that same thing and literally not know anything about it. Like I remember, like I was saying on my last episode, when I first got my car, I wanted a bigger car. And I was thinking to myself, I really hope O look out for me and like get a bigger car. And he sent you a picture of the Chevy Equinox. And I said, Dad, I wanted an SUV. And that's what he had. So it's amazing how when you ask God for things, he'll reveal it to you. But I want to ask you the same question somebody asked me. When did you know that God was real? He, I, during the same time, that, like I said, when I had gotten in trouble, one of the other things I, that I felt that he asked me was what how I lost. And I was naming everything except for for him because I, I know that he didn't. I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing here right now if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and and sometimes it's, it's so subtle. It don't have to be a major impact. I mean, people still looking for somebody to split the Red Sea. Yeah. I mean, it's the little things. I mean, where I know that, okay, I'm right here and I can't do nothing. God can't help me. And he did. And it's like, like I say, the, the drug charges. I mean, from where I, the drug charges I got with felonies. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he put me in a situation where I'm owning, they giving me keys to a building. I'm managers of, of, of furniture companies and, and supervisors of places and managers of trucking companies with a record like that. And, and, and that's not me, but I asked him, you know, I know that I'm qualified and I also know how the world lives. So that separation of knowing God can. I, I mean, God can and God will. But what do we allow him to do is, is, is that element. Because as great as he is, he wants us to give him that, that element, that spark. I mean, that's all a fire need is a spark. And once it's given, he'll do it. And he showed me that through my through my hard times. You I had faith. Not, yeah, that's all it was. That's what my spark is, is faith. At that time, I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that in this world, my world had crashed. And, and like I said, he always... And, Praying and asking him, I would always hear, "What have I lost? What have you lost?" And you I lost think, what the world told you you were supposed I, to have. I, 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 and I gave him everything that the world said I lost. But until he kept asking me, that I know that this I must have not lost this stuff. So when when I said I lost you, he was like, "No, you lost your way to me." And I knew I could get back to it once he done told me. I mean. You know, I, I said, well, okay. And then I just started saying, okay, if it's your will. And and I stopped rushing. And, and so to answer your question, show it. When I stopped rushing, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I found God. When I stopped rushing. That's real. When I stopped rushing. I mean, that, that, that's just the truth. And I can even relate to that. Because we, we do too much. I mean, we just do too much. We just rush and rush. And we just do too much. I mean, and so, yeah. I mean, look at the Exodus. They rushed out, like I said earlier. They rushed out to rush right into a cave. Someone felt comfortable to going right back. You were speaking on the project. That's that mentality to where you only know what you know. And, and because they would perceive that the world was built from what... I understand that story. They said it like as if people, it said as if they were giants. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, they weren't even giants. But to what they realized and where they come from, they was taught to be a smaller, lesser, inferior people. So when they go out and see people doing stuff that they ain't never been capable to do, they were like, oh God. So we stayed right here. Most of them were so scared to where, man, I think we'll be safer going back into bondage. Because they rushed out of there. And a lot of them that was in that group didn't have that faith that Moses and them had. They didn't. They just followed the flow. 
That's called rushing. Imagine how many times you leave from work, leave home and go to work. You don't see nothing because your mind is set that you do the same track every day. Same track. You don't you miss so much. One day you come and you have to stop at a stoplight. When they start building that. Exactly. That's what we do. We have to slow up and, and allow God to, to, to work and you will see more stuff manifest than you normally have. I want to jump back to the title, Broken Chains, because I was talking to Caitlin, me and Caitlin. Caitlin's a mess. You know Caitlin's crazy. But me and Caitlin's always laughing about stuff. And one of the things that we laughed about was um, growing up in our house, you know, we used to get in trouble for not washing dishes. We got in trouble for not taking out the trash. But, you know, things like that, we look back as a child and was like, oh, this is stupid. This doesn't make sense. But I'm thankful for all of that. Because it was like, there is no way in the world that I'm going to let dishes sit in my sink in my apartment. There's no way that I'm going to have my trash filled up. And people aren't raised the same way. And people will, I'm going to take this trash. And I remember like, in school, I used to not want to get in trouble. I used to find ways to get into trouble without having to make them call home. Because I knew if if they called home, it would be a problem. But it taught me for the bigger world because it was like, you can say what you want to say, but be careful. Because you can, it was like... The equivalent to me losing my job is me getting in trouble when I got home. Right. It was like, why am I going to show out at work to lose my job? I agree. Why am I going to show out at school to get in trouble when I get home? So it prepared me for a lot, and we were just laughing, because Caitlin, Caitlin laughed at everything. And we, like I said, we was talking about the dishes, and she was, and my friends, they were at my place last night, and they was like, well... You literally washing the dishes as you go. I said, man, I said, I lived in the house with six people and people love to get more dishes and drink out of different cups. And at the end of the day, there'll be so many dishes. My dad would get mad. If you would wash the dishes when they were um, piling up, you wouldn't have so much to do. But we'd wait to the last minute. Got all these pots and pans and it'd take us forever. I said, so it just, it became a habit. Let me go ahead and get these out of the way. Cause I don't want to have to, and then empty pictures in the fridge, you know, Gerard used to love to do that mess. Drink the tea and put the thing in there empty. Things like that, you just want, let me go ahead and fill that up. Let me go ahead and replace that instead of waiting to the last minute. So things like that were things that we saw that that were broken in our life. But what kind of things did you see change that you had in your life that you tried to break with your children? A, a chance. Giving y'all a chance. Uh, one of the hardest things that I realized as a child is that my folk would tell me that I could be anything that I wanted to be, but they didn't give me a path or a platform to do so. Like, you you telling me I could be an attorney or a lawyer or professor or principal or nurse, it doesn't matter, but you never showed me the road to get there. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I mean, and and I wanted to break that chain. I, I, and I sacrificed. Even when y'all didn't think that me and your mom sacrificed. We sacrificed so you could have it. Even if you thought it wasn't a good life. We had mentioned earlier, you look around and you see your neighbor. I see all the people doing, that I grew up with. Doing stuff and someone's yeah. not here to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I broke that chain, but not only did I break it before y'all, I replaced it with something. I, 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 I placed it with thread, crimson thread, 
aka the blood of Christ because blood is crimson and it's sown all through the Bible. So I, I wanted y'all to understand that too. So not just the chain that that crimson thread to where it, it, it needles its way all the way through your life. I, I, re I realized that young because I had those people in my life, whether I listen or not, I've always had a, a heart that will convict me. And I heard Bishop speak of that one time. He actually, this is how great this man is. Him and First Lady actually got me to do the Sunday school on that topic because before that book was even out, he had taught me about what the Crimson Thread was. And he felt that I would do good in that, and I actually did. But I replaced that and, and would hope that y'all would know that. And I see it in y'all that through the breakage of change, I mean, you add Christ to it, you'd be surprised how strong that thread is. Mm -hmm. You know, when you mentioned how you try to basically create avenues because, you know, between your family and mama's side, it was a clear line. Easy. You know, your family was the type, if you say that you wanted to be a cashier at Ingalls, y'all cool don't know what Ingalls is, but that's in Warner Code. They would, be the, they would tell you, you're going to be the best cashier that yeah. Ingalls ever had. But mama's side, you know, maybe you should shoot for it. And it was just real because, you know, you had the side was like pushing you to do other things, but you also had the side that was like your side that said, don't let people tell you what to do with your life. Right. You make your own decisions. If you happy, I'm happy. Right. I'm going to support you either way. So, you know, that was a real thing to have because, you know. I'm not going to tell you what you should be, but I don't have a problem with telling you what you can be. Mm -hmm. And if you say what you're going to be, then be the best at it. Right. But don't say, you didn't work at that. I feel you should do this. I mean... That makes life harder, but you, you, I mean, one is going to find his, his way. You can't never let nobody down. You can't never tell them, oh man, you ain't going to make it. I, I was told that. Same the conversation we had. I'm going to help anybody yeah, get to that help point. You. What I you do with it is, is on you, but I, I, I will help you. And I've done that before. I've told people, hey, I'm going to tell you what you can do. Now, if you do it, but that goes back to that that advice and, and asking God at the same time. You asking, but do you accept and acknowledge what was given? I mean, this person might be doing what he was doing because he didn't have nothing. You don't know that he didn't pray to God to find a better way. Now, whether he used that way, he asked. And did he acknowledge and accept that it came through you? And, and he accepted the job, but do we acknowledge where it comes from and stay at it until it opens up new things is the other question. I mean, it, it, it's not that complicated. That's why we started the segment off with the quote about life. You can use advice before you start, and it might just make things a little simpler. I ain't gonna say that it's gonna be exactly what you planned, because that's, Every road got a curve. Rather slight or sharp. Rather slight or sharp. Every road has curvature. But it's the destination. I mean, and and you learn from, like I say, looking backwards. That's what rearview mirrors are for. 
if you want to know what it looked like behind you, just glance up. You don't have to turn back around. Just keep going forward. I mean, just keep moving forward. Chains are broken through stress. Laying dormant is not going to break the chains. You're just waiting for them to rust. But tension will find that weakest link. And you're good. You know, this doesn't really correlate, but I have an SUV and I still don't know how to pull in. And I always back in and people ask me, they say, how do you, how do you know how to back in but you don't how to know how to pull in? And my thing is, I can never judge the front of my car. Yeah. And the thing with it is that I don't trust myself to be able to pull in. But I trust myself to back up. And I know it's weird to say this, but it's like God's got my back. I hit one person backing up, but I'm going to stick to my story and say that wasn't my fault because the road was messed up. But, you know, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, knowing that God's got my back, I don't know. It's just weird, but it just correlates in my head that it's easier for me to back up and go to places than to pull in. And even though the Bible says that he goes before you and he is with you. But if I back in somewhere and something happens, I can leave. Well, but if I pull in, it, it takes a process to have to get out. What, what, whatever you feel that he does to get you to do whatever you need to do is fine. Now, I mean, <laughs> that's me, crazy. I mean, like I say, sometimes that might be one of some things you just let him do it. Just whip in one day. Whip in forward. Whip in. Terrace Mike's car. I mean, just don't whip in beside mine. I mean, just, I mean, but, I mean, I know people who can do that. I mean, I knew a man that could drive backwards better than he could drive forward. Yeah, I could drive back. I knew a guy that could drive drunk better than he could drive sober. I really did. But, I mean, at, at the same time, like I say, I mean, God is all around you. I mean, as long as you acknowledge it, I mean, he's all around you. Some people can't back up at all. Yeah. So I you'd know be surprised how good it is to back up, that you're backing up. I mean, like that, because I know people just can't back up at all, and they won't back up if they don't have to. I mean, I'm seeing people back up and have to pull in twice to back up once. I mean, so, but yeah. So, to close this out, do you have any advice for anybody out there, any dads, any children, anybody that's been through the same thing that you've been through? Don't, don't give up. I mean, it's, it's never an option. Uh, continuity promotes prosperity. Stability and, 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 com- and being comfortable sounds like good things, but that promotes stagnant. If, if you stay somewhere and get comfortable, prosperity ceases. We, we, we are here to prosper. And continuity is a continuous flow. Don't give up. Just continue to go. Even if you don't know where you're going, just go. I mean, and and, and Network in this world, you have to network. I mean, don't sit beside your blessing, don't stand beside your blessing and not know. But in short, continuity and, and prosperity 
It's something we all can do. That's the key and that's the way. That's it. Continuity and prosperity. Yeah. That was real. That was a lot of advice. A lot of advice. But guys, you got to tune in to next week's episode. I have my sister who will be coming. And there ain't no telling how that's going to go. But you got anything else to say? I'm good, man. I appreciate the opportunity. No problem. I appreciate you being on here. Hey, I do have something to say. All my friends, I've been hollering to y'all on Facebook with Talk to Dez. Man, y'all check this out. Check you never out. know you can be on here. He'll be glad to have you. Check it out. Check it out. You can email me at talkswdez at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And like I said, if you'd like to be featured, you have any ideas or things that you'd like to be talked about, feel free to hit me up with your name, email, phone number, all of that stuff, and I'll get back to you. But we out. Peace.